This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Camel Country 107.9. This is Gunner and Cheyenne. That was Ronnie Dunn with the National Anthem this morning. It was announced yesterday, or I think the day before, Chris Stapleton's going to be performing the National Anthem at the Super Bowl out there in Glendale coming up on Sunday, February 12th? Yes. 
Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's going to be so good. He's going to do such a good job. We'll get a new version of the national anthem added to the rotation, uh, which would be good. And there's a uh, local guy, a local Oscar-winning actor. His name is Troy Kotzer. Uh, he's from Mesa. He's going to be sign-languaging the national anthem. That is so cool. Which I think they've done this every year. Yeah. It's kind of cool. they got a local guy, but he's deaf. So for him to sign, lang- sign language and sign the national anthem... It's going to take some coordination between him and Chris Stapleton. Because as you know, like as the sports bettors know, you could bet on the over and the under on the length of the national anthem. Right. Everybody who sings their version of the national anthem has a different length. So it's not like this guy could just sign language to the national anthem at his speed. He's got to match Chris Stapleton's speed so it matches up. Oh, I right? didn't even think about that. That's, yeah. So especially with him being deaf. You know, so it'll be interesting to watch that go down. Yeah. And obviously, during rehearsals, we're going to have the coordination thing all laid out and uh, and all that. But again, you could bet on the over and under on the uh, the national anthem. I'm just like Chris Stapleton knows how long it's going to be. The sign language guy knows how long it's going to be. What's keeping them from telling their friends? <laughs> put the, mortgage the house, put all that money on the over, put yeah. all that money on the under. You know, and you're going to win a lot of money because I'm telling you, the national anthem is going to be this length. I mean, that's a great question. What is stopping them? And I think integrity would be the answer to that. Ah, integrity is Schmidt integrity. Yeah, I mean, Schmitt come on. Life, life-changing life money right there on the line. <laughs> that's good. But uh, looking forward to seeing that coming up on Sunday, February 12th. Uh, speaking of uh, the big game, uh, we've got your shot to win tickets into the official BetMGM pre-big game party. It's presented by Bud Light and Gila River Resorts and Casinos. It's going down Friday ahead of the big game at the Ainsworth downtown. We've got Kit Moore. We've got an open bar. Your shot to win free tickets coming up right after the 720. I love you, man. A little bit later on this morning. Uh, here's your morning riddle. You ready? Yep. All right. A barrel of water weighed 60 pounds. Someone put something in it, and now it weighs 40 pounds. What did the person add? A barrel of water weighed 60 pounds. Six zero. 60 pounds. Someone put something in it, and now it weighs 40 pounds. Four zero. 40 pounds. What did the person add? As always, if you think you know it, you can text us at 22108. But uh, think about it, and we'll get you the correct answer to the morning riddle coming up here in six minutes on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, if we didn't love you, Camel Nation, we would not be here this morning. That's true. <laughs> Gets up at 2.45 in the morning on a uh, 34-degree day. Crazy people. Yeah, crazy people. I mean, the paycheck is nice. But we're here because we love you, Camel Nation. And thanks for having us on this morning. The uh, morning riddle. A barrel of water weighed 60 pounds. Someone put something in it, and now it weighs 40 pounds. What did the person add? A barrel of water weighed 60 pounds. Someone put something in it. Now it weighs 40 pounds. What did the person add? Did you come up with an answer? Yes. All right. We'll see if you're correct here. Let's see if we can knock your answer out of the running here with some of the incorrect guesses coming in at 22108. Text with the 480, dry ice. That is incorrect. Text with the 480, air. Incorrect. Text with the 602, monkeys. Incorrect. (laughs) Monkeys in a barrel. (laughs) Get it? Text of the 503, an empty bucket. Incorrect. Uh, text of the 602, a siphon hose. That is incorrect. Text of the 319, a straw. That is incorrect. All right. 
A lot of other correct, a lot of correct guesses there. So what do you got, Cheyenne? Uh, a barrel of water weighed 60 pounds. Someone put something in it. Now it weighs 40 pounds. What did the person add? Is it a hole? It's a hole! Yeah! Coming up with a guess and the correct guess yeah. today. Yeah, that's not what I had originally. Originally, I put, I thought a sponge because you didn't say it got left in there. <laughs> so like my thought was like you could put the sponge in and then it would soak up the water and then you take it out. But then no, okay, all right. But then when you read it the last time, just now going into it, I was like, oh no, it's a hole. Oh really? You changed your guess? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, nice enough. Just like clicked in my brain. We do the morning riddle every weekday morning at six here on Camel Country. Coming up next, we got the big decision. It is a segment that we do every Wednesday at about six twenty-five. So if you've got, and we're gonna go rapid fire today. So if you've got a big decision you're facing today. You know, it could be as simple as, uh, do you want pepperoni on your pizza tonight for dinner? You know, I, it doesn't matter. But it could also be a massive life-changing decision. If you got a decision you're facing this morning, hit us up. Uh, text us at 22108. The big decision is coming up next here on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Camel Country 107.9. Unqualified advice for life-changing situations. You get what you pay for. This is Gunner and Cheyenne's Big Decision. Now, if you got a big decision you're facing today, you can text us at 22108. We're going to go rapid fire. We're going to hit as many as we can this morning. Uh, see if we can help you out. We do have a success story from yesterday or uh, last week's big decision. Oh, okay. I love follow-up. Remember the person that texted wondering whether they should go to Vegas to meet up with the gamer friends. <gasps> yeah, did they go? What, what was our uh, what was our advice on that one? Do you remember? Um, I told him to go, have fun, have a good time. Yeah, I, I, I ultimately landed on that. Yeah. I mean, whatever Vegas is in the equation, you got to go. Uh, follow up. I uh, texted the 417. Ended up going to Vegas to meet my gamer friends for the advice last week, and it turned out great. Yeah! What a great group of guys. Oh, I love that. See? Our advice sometimes pans out like I that. I love right? it. Right? So what do you got, Camel Nation? You can text us. At 22108, text with the 602. When I get dressed this morning, do I put my leg in first or my right leg first? Can't decide. <laughs> you mean his left leg and then his right? Left leg okay. first or right leg first? Um, I, I, I always go with my right leg because I'm right-handed. I jump in with both legs at the same time. You know what? That so. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> You're probably like, one, two, three. That's exactly how it is. You have a camera in my room? What's wrong with you? I think you should front flip into them personally. I uh, texted the 480. I got a raise yesterday, and after being with the company for a year and working really hard, I came to find out that somebody who was brand new makes the same amount as me. Do I bring it up with my boss or be grateful for the raise? Okay. Uh, first of all, congratulations because getting a raise is awesome. Um, but I think, honestly, I think you should be grateful because, like, you don't know the experience that that new person has. Like, they could be coming in with a ton of experience. And just because they're new to your job and your company doesn't mean that they're new to the position. Yeah, but you never know. Maybe the boss just kind of isn't aware. It's not like he has everybody's salaries in front of him, you know? So maybe you do bring it up. Maybe you will end up with some additional money because the boss just is not aware. It does not seem fair that you've been there for so long and working hard, like you said, to get the uh, the raise. But maybe he's just not aware of those salaries. HR is, you know? Yeah. Maybe he was the boss, the one that gave the uh, the new person the salary. Or is that just kind of what they ended up um, having for that position? I mean, it's the exact same position. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I say bring it up. What, what, what are you going to hurt by bringing it up? I mean. What's going to hurt? 
you're not wrong. But, but how do you, but how did he find out about that other person's salary? I guess oh, what the, yeah, the boss would find out or want to know. That is a great question. But even if they do discuss in the hallway, mm-hmm. is there a rule? Is there a law that says that employees cannot talk to each other about their salary? I've never worked in HR, so I truly don't have an answer for that. I have no idea if there is a law. I think there might be company guidelines. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a law. All right. Cheyenne and I are on both sides of this. Camel Nation, if you have some advice on this particular one, maybe you did this. Maybe you were in this case, you know, in this situation where you went and talked to your boss about your salary, knowing that it was less or the same of a new person who has not proven themselves. Do you recommend doing it? Do you not recommend doing it? You can text us at 22108. Plus, hey, if you got a big decision today you're facing, we'd love to, to uh, see what you got. And we'll bring it up here next on Camel Country. It's 22108. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. It's Gunner and Cheyenne. Thank you so much for having us on this morning. Uh, the big decision today. Uh, we uh, had one come in a few minutes ago, and that's all anybody wants to talk about right now is a big decision that somebody is facing when it comes to work, uh, pay at work. The question was, um, where did that one go? I had it. No, it's on front of me. <laughs> it but, but the gist of it is uh, this person had been at their employer for a while, finally got a raise. Somebody new came in and... The person that had been there for a while who just got the raise found out that the new person is getting paid the exact same amount as him or her. And the question, the decision that they're facing is whether they should go and ask their boss about it or just kind of forget about it, you know, and not, not address it. Yeah. And I think you should just let it go. I mean, be happy you got your raise. And I think that that's great. You don't know what kind of experience the new person has. But I, I, I feel like, you know, the boss, maybe he didn't know. He doesn't know. You know, the salaries of some of these people, you know, and, uh, you know, for somebody who's been there and um, worked the rear end off to get that raise, you know, maybe they should make a little bit more than somebody new coming in. You know, there's some text coming in at 22108 talking about um, how uh, they, uh, where's that one at? About how salaries have gone up for new people. In the last year due to inflation and company needs. Oh, that makes right? sense. So maybe yeah. the minimum salary for his position is now at that level. So that's why I say go talk to the boss because, man, if you've been there, you know, for however long, I think you deserve to get paid more than somebody new in the exact same position as you. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but if he's being paid the base of that job... He could have gotten a salary, or she could have gotten a salary increase, a raise to hit what that minimum requirement is. So really, they're making the same. It's just he had to get a raise to move him up to that. Yeah, but I mean, why not take into account the time that you've been with the company already and bump him up maybe 50 cents more an hour just to be above somebody new? I don't have an answer for you. Uh, and then we asked the uh, the question, um, is there a law you know, that prohibits employees from talking to each other. Nothing that we're aware yeah. of. Uh, text of the 623, there was actually a law to prevent employers from prohibiting you from discussing salaries with coworkers. Oh. This is to prevent sexism, race, and age discrimination. But you would think that if you're open to talk about your salary with your coworkers, that's being open, right? To ensure that there is not sexism, race, or age discrimination yeah, going on, it's, right? Yeah. You would think, this stuff is so hard. Because that's transparency. Yeah. 
But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I still stand by you don't know what the experience is of the other person. So you think that that person, the new person with the company, has more experience with another employer at that same position? Yeah, it's definitely possible. Okay. Because just because they're coming in as a new person at your at your you know company doesn't mean that they haven't been doing it for a while. Text at the 623, my coworker at the high school I work at went to the district office to ask for more money because his younger coworkers were making more than him with less experience, but, uh, but he, this guy had been at the district longer and they turned him down. Ew. I mean, what's, I guess at the end of the day, what's the worst they're going to do until you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to fire you for going and asking about the salary situation, right? Unless unless they fire him for uh, talking about his salary with another coworker. Yeah. I mean, but they can't fire you for that, though, right? I don't know. You're asking me questions I don't know anything about because I'm not an HR person. Uh, text from the 480. Heck no. I've had my position for seven years. They just hired someone with no experience for 25000 more than me. Also, there is... No law. I hate the way these text messages come in. Yeah, they are super inconvenient. All right, so basically, there's no law about talking about your salary. Dude, that'd be that'd be that'd be aggravating for yeah. somebody to come in and make that much more than you. I think if, I, you, if you knew that they didn't have experience, that would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe inquire on the experience with that coworker that's making the same as you. Just be super nonchalant then, about yeah, it. Yeah, nonchalant. <laughs> and then if you find out they have less experience, then bring it up with the boss. Because you're right. I mean, they yeah. could have had experience for that position with another employer. Yeah. And that's why they're getting getting paid what they're getting paid now. So uh, there you go. Hope that helps. The big decision. We do it every Wednesday at 625 here on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. When's the last time something just kind of fell out of the sky? And landed on you. What? There's <laughs> a dude in Florida uh, who was in a doing an outdoor yoga class. Uh-huh. And it was in a park and there's a bunch of trees around. And a 30 uh, pound iguana <laughs> fell out of the tree and landed on his face. Now he's doing okay. All right. So we can laugh about it. Yeah. It caused some bleeding and his eye uh, swole, uh, sw- swelled, swollen, was swollen. Swelled up. Swelled up. Yeah. Uh, Guanas in Florida are known to go into a state of temporary paralysis where the temperature is below 50 degrees and can fall from trees. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. He was just <laughs> doing yoga, just, you know, downward dog or whatever, whatever yoga position he was doing. And then whap! Iguana right in his face. That's a thirty pound iguana is heavy too. Um, That's a yeah. big iguana. Well, think about your child. Yeah, you know, you got a baby. You know, it's thirty pounds. Imagine that thing falling out of a tree and landing on, on your, your face. <laughs> Here's the audio of uh, this going down. Here we go. From there, we'll simply roll up, lift your hips, and just hold for one, two. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Lift your hips and just hold for one, two, God, that's so funny. I, good, it is a good thing, though, that, that that it was caused by the cold because wild iguanas are so mean. Like, if he would have fallen on him and been, like, fully conscious and awake, that guy would have been messed up. Up. More than a uh, swollen eye. Yes, because they are <laughs> ruthlessly mean. Uh, when's the last time something fell out of the sky and landed on you? Oh. Did that ever happen? No. I've never had anything like that happen. <laughs> I got a story coming up. I'm going to share you? it. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was a while ago, but uh, 
It, it fell out of the sky and landed on me. If you've got a story, you can text us at 22108. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. When's the last time something fell out of the sky and just hit you? Uh, a lot of stories coming in by text at 22108. There's a dude in Florida who was doing a yoga class out in the park. Uh, he had a 30-pound iguana hit him in the face after falling out of the sky. Uh, he had some uh, bleeding and caused his eye to swell up, but he's doing okay, so we can laugh about it. Yeah. Because um, it is kind of funny. You know, you don't, you don't expect, you know, in your downward dog position to get hit by a 30-pound iguana out of the sky. No. Not at all. The audio of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. <laughs> the uh, yoga studio is running a live feed on Instagram, and that's why we have that audio. Because she said, like, the Instagram live was like an hour-long video. So I'm going through it, trying to find the moment that the uh, the, the thing falls out of the sky. Can you see it? No. In the, oh, no. dang it. You can hear it, obviously, yeah. when we played the audio. But <laughs> still, it's kind of funny. But when's the last time something fell out of the sky and hit you? Uh, there's a lot of bird poop stories, which my bird poop story, I have, I have a bird poop story, which I'll share. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a lot of bird poop stories. Uh, text with the 480. When I was in high school, I was hanging out with my boyfriend. He was thinking, he was sitting on a fence and I was standing there looking up at him and all of a sudden something fell in my eye. Oh! It was bird poop. Text with the 602. When I was a kid, I was in an outdoor softball game sitting in the bleachers and a bird dropped a giant load on my head. <laughs> so descriptive <laughs> uh text of the 480 during monsoon season five years ago i was outside and felt something hit me in the back uh, in the bottom and i reached back out of shock it was a giant monsoon beetle scariest moment of my life <laughs> hit me in the bottom in the butt well i know <laughs> it's probably just like flying and then went <laughs> I bet you the Beatles are going to feel that through your jeans or pants I don't or know. I've never seen a monsoon beetle. When I was a kid at my grandma's house, a snake crawled out of the attic and off the side of the house <gasps> and right on top of oh, my head oh. while I was playing off the porch. Oh, oh that sounds terrible. There's a oh. lot of bird poop store. I was at the uh, sand dunes years ago uh, doing a competition up the hill while watching them race. And out of nowhere, I got hit in the back by a potato. I'm My guess is someone from far away fired the uh, potato out of a launcher. <laughs> it's completely random. It's so random. <laughs> no, but I mean, I got pooped on by a bird. You know, you got you to gotta kind of consider that good luck, I'd assume. I mean, how often does getting pooped on by a bird happen? Clearly, right? frequently. Well, I mean, based on, <laughs> you know, the masses listening and them texting in. But I mean, have you ever been pooped on by a bird? Nope. Yeah. I mean, the last time I was pooped on by a bird was... Like 10 years ago, I was walking around downtown Seattle down at Pioneer Square. Underneath, uh, there's a whole row of trees. Just walking along, bloop, right on my shoulder. It's the grossest thing ever, like splattered onto my Ew. neck and stuff. <laughs> so I went over to the uh, Target, uh-huh. took my shirt off, and just washed it off in the sink and the hand dryer, dried it off there. And, you know, as I was uh, recalling this story yesterday, I was like, why didn't I just buy a new shirt? Why did I go through the effort of taking my shirt off? And uh, and washing it in the Target uh, sink. That's a that that is there drying it, and then going naked, back outside naked in the Target bathroom. Just like, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why did I just buy a shirt? They got cheap shirts there. I can probably yeah. go for under ten bucks. 
I don't, that's a great question. Well, Ask yeah, yourself that. It was years ago. Maybe yeah. I needed the beer money. I'm like, I'd rather just wash <laughs> this out and dry it so I have some extra money for beer down here in yeah. downtown Seattle. Definitely. But I mean, it's got to be good luck, though, right? If something falls on you, what are the odds of an iguana falling on you? What are the odds of bird poop, uh, a bird pooping on you? What are the odds of a uh, snake falling on you? Ugh, that still just sounds awful. I, I mean, it, it's got to be good luck. It's got, you would think. You would think. Did anything good happen to you in close proximity to the bird poop? Uh, no, but 10 years later, I'm here in Phoenix. So, I mean, it's, you know, maybe. It was that a was delayed good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it was delayed. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, we appreciate you so much for having us on this morning. Uh, Phoenix Police, uh, they got a tip that some dude was selling uh, an exotic animal on social media. So they uh, tracked down his post and uh, negotiated a price. And that is when they ended up getting the search warrant. Uh, The exotic animal that the dude was trying to sell was a baby tiger. Not discreet at all. 25-year-old dude uh, uh, from Phoenix selling this baby tiger. He was trying to get it. He was trying to get 25 grand for the baby tiger. Detectives reportedly posed as buyers and negotiated a price of $20,000 to which he accepted. And that's when the uh, search warrant was issued. Uh, They went to the home. Uh, They found uh, several other animals, including baby snapping turtles and a baby American alligator. Uh, all the animals were turned over to the Arizona Game and Fish Department. Apparently, he bought the uh, the tiger for eight thousand dollars, so he's going to turn it around and make a good uh, twelve grand on that thing. He's got some high hopes and dreams. That's a good investment, right there, Cheyenne. Yeah, it is. Bought a baby tiger, illegal to have in the state of Arizona. Yes. And we, uh, you know, we come to you, Cheyenne, being the resident exotic animal expert in this room and in this building and probably in the city of Phoenix. <laughs> I wouldn't say that by any means, but yeah. Because I mean, you, uh, in a prior life, you would come to the, the valley here and you'd be looking for toads. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, the dude that you were dating at the time had, uh, what, snakes and yeah, all Yeah, sorts we had of a lot going. of exotic animals. And were those legal to have? Like the snakes and the toads and stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> What we had was not always legal in the state that we lived in, um, but there's like, so, so like the state of Nevada. Are you being careful because you can still get in trouble for this or what? I have no idea, but I'm not <laughs> going to incriminate myself. I am smarter but, than that. But you're not selling anything on social media right now. I'm not selling so. it. I have not owned an exotic animal since the end of that life for me, and I'd never want to, to be yeah. honest. Um, but like the state of Nevada, for example, you can pretty much own whatever you want in Nevada. They don't have a lot of like restrictions yeah, it seems as like, far uh, as that goes. Anything goes in uh, Vegas. Yes. It seems that way. It is a lot like that. <laughs> California, they are very strict on their exotic animal laws, and Arizona follows quickly behind them. So like where would you hypothetically find a baby tiger? Like if you wanted to buy one, like this dude, he said he paid eight thousand dollars for it. Um, if you wanted to buy a baby tiger, my recommendation would be to get a hold of one of the major um, exotic exotic animal breeding facilities or exotic animal wholesalers. There are they do exist. They do here in the states. No, uh, yes, here in the wow. states, there is a major wholesaler in Southern California. They're called Strictly Reptile. Strictly Reptiles, and they have pretty much everything. And if they don't have it, they could probably get it. The problem is, is that you have to, in order to get something from a wholesaler like that, you have to live in a state where it's legal. So, 
I mean, are these people just like the middlemen in in trying to make some money on this investment? Like, it's, like this dude bought it for eight thousand, tried to get twenty five thousand. You know, Phoenix mm-hmm. PD posing as a buyer, negotiated twenty. So he's like, sweet, twelve grand profit. Is that all they're trying to do here? I think where this particular situation is concerned, I don't think that that is the case. I think that he bought a baby tiger thinking that it was going to be super cool and he was going to have a tiger. Yeah, and then he yeah. realized what it was like to own a baby <laughs> tiger. Like, there, those. that's not an animal that you should... I mean, you shouldn't own it anyways. Gosh, they're so cute and cuddly, though, Cheyenne. Oh, so cute they're, and cuddly. <laughs> Their paws are as big as my face. Um, well, when they grow up. Still. <laughs> But, like, you need space. They need to have space. It's not something that you can have in, like, a townhome or a track home or well, an apartment. yeah, but, I mean, even if you have, like, an acre or two and you have the space, it's still not wise to probably have a tiger. It's it- not. It's not something that I would recommend. It's definitely not on my list of things. I mean, you go out to, like, uh, the uh, Wildlife World Zoo or you go out to uh, that Africa Wildlife Park out there in Camp Verde. And, I mean, it looks cool to own a tiger. Yes, But it is not. But they're also feeding it through a fence with a stick. Yeah, like that's not cool. So, yes, it is very possible to get one. Feeding it through a fence with a stick is pretty cool. But I'm just saying that you're not going to be able to pet it and love on it, you know, like like your dog or anything. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, you really have to weigh what is cool and what the point is in having one. But like the baby snapping turtle. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what do you do with that? You don't do anything with that. You just have it in a tank? Yeah, you have it in a tank. You have to feed tongs or you just drop it in the water. If you want to hand feed it, you literally have to get long tongs because it will snap your finger. Yeah, but I mean, just think about how cool it would be to say, I have a baby snapping turtle. It's not that cool. (laughs) I'm here to tell you I've owned them. Oh, really? It's not that cool. All right, so take Cheyenne's word for it. It's not (laughs) that cool. It's it's in a tank. Like, what are you going to do with it? (laughs) Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. So apparently we've been calculating our birthdays wrong all these years as a video makes the rounds on YouTube that is blowing people's minds. Okay. So basically when you turn a certain age, you're not actually starting at that age. You're finishing it. Okay. For example, you're how old, Cheyenne? 31. Wrong. (laughs) You're in your 32nd year. Right? You're in your 32nd year. So think about it. So when you're born, you're zero, right? There's no there's no number by your age. Right. You're zero. But then you turn one. Right? So you're within oh, you're your first year. year. Yeah, you're finishing the year. Yeah. Mind blown, right? Does that not make sense? I mean, so it like, makes sense in the first year. So I, I've been saying I'm 42. I turned 42 on January 3rd. Uh-huh. But no, I'm in my 43rd year. On this earth. I'm over 42. I'm within my 43rd year. So is is it that we're calculating it wrong or we're just not saying it correctly? Because it Pop. should be, how old are you? Oh, I'm I'm in my 43rd year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I think we say it. With, out of ease. Out of ease. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's kind of how the government recognizes it. Right. You can't drink till you're 21. So even though you're tw- within your 21st year. They're not going to let you drink till you're fully 21. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, it boils down to when you were born. I'm going to start saying that now. You don't have enough what? <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my 32nd year. But why would you want to age yourself more than you are? I mean, it's not that you're aging yourself. First of all, aging is wonderful. And you should be happy that you're living to another year. I think that's great. Yeah. But, like, you're just being honest. 
Like, I'm in my 32nd year. Yeah, but I mean, just anybody you know, nobody likes celebrating a birthday and getting older. So I mean, why true. are you adding <laughs> on to your age? You know, I guess if you're 20 and you're like, I'm in my 21st year. Then that makes sense. Let me see your ID, sir. Like, I can't see my mom being like, I'm in my 56th year of life. And she's 55 or yeah. technically 55. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the sad part about this whole story is that I had to Google how old I was <laughs> when I wrote when I wrote oh, out my example because I wrote out I'm 42 or I just turned 42. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in my 43rd year. I mean, that I wrote that out, you know, to talk about during this story, but I had to Google my birthday, January 3rd, 1981, to figure out how old I was today. <laughs> is that sad or what? I think I don't think that that's sad. I, sometimes I come to you. I'm like, how old's my daughter? You know, I'm that's, like, I, I that like, is sad. I, I think at this point, I know that it's six and eleven. Yeah. right? yeah, yeah. See, but I mean, in the moment, I mean, this is yesterday afternoon. I get up at two forty-five in the morning. It's been a long day. Yeah, and in my mind, I don't know how old I. Am. I just want to make sure that I was accurate with everything. So I googled <laughs> January. How old am I today? If my birthday is January third, nineteen eighty-one. Okay, that is sad. That is no bueno. So I am hoping this morning somebody can help me feel a little bit better. What is the weirdest thing you've Googled? What is the silliest thing you've Googled? Please make me feel a little bit better this morning. Please. Text us at 22108. It's all right. It's a safe space. We're in the uh, the circle of trust here this morning, Cheyenne. It's a good place to be. It is. We're not going to make fun of you. I mean, I think oh, we might. Is, we might. Well, I mean, I Googled my own birthday, Cheyenne, just to figure out how old I was yesterday. Just for the sake of this uh, this segment. Yeah. So if somebody could please make me feel a little bit better, what's the silliest, stupidest, weirdest thing you've Googled? Just typed into Google, and it was so simple, but you just cannot figure it out. <laughs> you can text us at 22108. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. What is the silliest thing, most embarrassing thing, maybe, you've Googled? You can admit to it today. We're in the uh, the trust tree or the circle of trust, whatever you want to call it. The <laughs> trust tree. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, right? The trust tree. I like it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I had to Google how old I was uh, by putting in my birth date into Google. How old am I today if I was born on January 3rd, 1981? I had to. It's weird. Uh-huh. I, I I think that that is very weird. That I had to Google my own birthday. What did what came up exactly? Like what number was it? It was uh, it was forty two, and then the number of days and hours and minutes. Oh wow, that's accurate. Very accurate. Okay. Thank you, Google. Right, it was kind that. of embarrassing to have to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about this story how people on TikTok are freaking out after realizing they've been calculating their birthday wrong all these years. When you turn a certain age, you're not actually starting that age. You're finishing that age so i finished 42 i'm actually 43 on my way to 43 that's crazy it's weird when to you think, think about when you think and about it that is weird and if, it's, if you think about it too much that it starts to confuse you yes right? uh text the 480 so are we in the year 2024 then so somebody somebody asked right i mean we're nowhere in 2023 but if you're using this math and this logic are we Ooh. in 2024? Did we just finish 2023? Because when you're a baby, you're zero till you hit one. Yeah. Right? You just finished your first year. But was there a year zero before hitting year one? I so don't know. are we in 2024? Yeah. It, it gets a little confused when you start really thinking about it. Oh, boy. But I had to Google my own birthday. So I'm hoping mm. for a little bit of relief. Help me feel a little bit better by 
telling us what you've Googled before? You know, anything silly, anything embarrassing? Um, I have. Admit to anything here, Cheyenne? Yes, I will. And I'm going to start this by reminding you that I am a grown woman. Well, no. Okay, hold on. No, I thought you were eight years old. This is there, important. This <laughs> it is important because as a grown woman who biologically has had a female cycle for 20 years, okay. give or take, last month I Googled time frame of PMS symptoms because time frame. I couldn't figure out if I was just crazy last month or if my PMS was lasting longer than usual. I didn't know. To me as a dude, though, I... <laughs> See, but as a woman, that's why I started it with, remember, I am a grown woman who has been a grown yeah. woman for a long time. I and you haven't figured it out yet. Out so you had to- <laughs> the time frame of my PMS. Okay? <laughs> that's why Google's there, right? It is. I mean, not, they, Google does not discriminate unless these Google employees sit around the office down there uh, in California and just laugh at all the, uh, the the Google inquiries coming in. I mean, they might. But what have you Googled? What silly thing have you Googled? Text with the 801. I once Googled whether farting makes you lighter or not. <laughs> Valid though, that's a great uh, Google. There's question. an explanation. It says since methane, since methane is lighter than air, it should be lifting you up. So if you expel the gas, you should technically be heavier after, or lighter. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I uh, texted the nine seven zero. I googled if a rooster has a male anatomy. Uh, Google told me they have a nub. <laughs> What silly thing have you Googled? Text of the 480. I Googled how to spell dissolve. I work at a pharmacy. <laughs> That's the silly part. That's amazing. Uh, text the 480. I had to Google how old my parents are because I can't do the math anymore because they're old. <laughs> there's, a lot of birth- there's a lot of people that have Googled their birthday before because yeah. they don't remember how old they are. So I don't feel so bad anymore. Well, uh, te- text the 480. I Googled what if I have a crush on my pastor's wife. <gasps> <laughs> Goes on to say, I know it's bad, but she was hot. <laughs> Glad that there's a justification. <laughs> I mean, she was hot, man. You'd have a crush on her, too. <laughs> uh, text the 480. I Google, do muscle relaxers make you pee as an adult in your sleep? <laughs> yeah, if it's relaxing your muscles, it makes yeah, sense, right? That's <laughs> a valid question. See, why why I just pee, though? Why don't you check number two as well? I know. I uh, texted the 480. I Googled how to boil an egg. I uh, texted the 661. I looked up if there are 50 or 52 states. It's 50 states, if you're wondering. Okay. You don't need to Google that. Was, Why were you thinking about it? I was it? like, is there? Because it's like one of those things, like, you know the answer and you hear it, and then you hear a, a wrong answer that could be the right answer. Yeah. It's like not knowing how to spell field. Like I before E except after C, but you're looking at it with the E before the I and you're like, well, that could kind of. But what is the deal with the 52? What does that have to do with the 52 states? What I'm saying is that the 52 sounds accurate. How? Because in my brain, I'm like, well, is there 52 states or 50 there's states? There's 50 states. You learned about that in the elementary that. school. That's why there's 50 I'm stars not, on the flag. I didn't argue that. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it sounds like it could be right. So, like, I get having to Google it. I get that. All right. Uh, this is the winner right here. Text at the 63. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, maybe this is the, maybe they're pawning it off of the friend, but this is the actual person that actually did the Googling. Uh, I had a friend type into Google, 
uh, how to spell Google. <laughs> Google.com. How do you spell Google? Well, see, if you get it close <laughs> to being right, it will tell you how to fix it. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that's right. Because uh, I don't feel so bad anymore. Well, I have to good. Google my age. I don't. It's very good. Right? Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. I'm kind of surprised, Cheyenne, mm-hmm. that uh, you have yet to visit a U.S. landmark, like a big one. Oh, a yes. Big named U.S. landmark, an American landmark. That is un-American to you, Cheyenne. Did yeah. I visit this great country and check out some of these landmarks? I would love to. I just didn't grow up doing that. Uh, I came up in conversation the other day that Cheyenne has just never visited an American landmark. Nope. It's kind of surprising. I lived down in Rapid City, South Dakota for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got to see uh, Mount Rushmore, which is out there in uh, Rapid City. I got to see it a lot more than I wanted to uh, because whenever somebody would come visit, let's go see the faces in the mountain. Okay. <laughs> is it cool, though? Like your yeah. first time? Was it your cool? Your first time going. It is uh-huh. pretty cool and surreal to see it. The, uh, the faces in the mountain, you know, and they got a whole visitor center and you can watch movies and, and you know, showing to the building of the faces oh, and stuff really like cool. that, which is pretty cool. But um, what is the, uh, I'm one, I came across this list of the lamest U.S. landmarks, you know, and I mean, you... <laughs> You haven't even visited one. Nope. Uh, so, I mean, you, it's tough for you to kind of chime in here. But in your mind, Cheyenne, how would you, en- what would you envision being the lamest American landmark? I think. Because, I mean, like, they got, like, the hot, let, I'll lay some out here for you, okay? okay? Mount Rushmore, Pearl Harbor down in Hawaii, which we were trying mm. to go down there yeah. when we were down there. We never made it. Um, Statue of Liberty. Hollywood Walk of Fame, Times Square, Brooklyn Bridge, Hollywood Sign. The Hollywood Walk of Fame is considered a landmark? Oh, then I've been I've been there. You've been there. I have been there. That is lame. It is very (laughs) lame. And it stinks. Just so bad. Well, yeah, it's just that part of town, but I mean it's the stars of all these celebrities who paid to have their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That one is not that's not cool. Space Needle in Seattle. Never been there. NASA Space Center, Hoover Dam, nope, Golden Gate Bridge, Empire State Building, nope. There's a lot of American landmarks all over here, all over the uh, country, and you've never been to one of the White House. Yeah, nope. I've never even been to the East Coast. I will say, I mean, Times Square was pretty cool. I've been to Times Square. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've been to the Hoover Dam. What was your favorite? Out of all the ones that you've been to, because you've traveled a lot more than I have. Yeah, I mean, I've been up at the Space Needle. Um, I would say probably, I don't know if it's on here. Is it? It's got to be considered a uh, an American landmark, but uh, One World Trade Center in uh, New York and the 9-11 Museum. Mm-hmm. Like, where the One World Trade Center is like where the um, uh, World Trade Center buildings came down on 9-11. Yeah, the right? base. So the new building was erected in its spot, and then they have a museum. And I just thought it was really cool going down in the museum and, and just seeing all the artifacts. And then down in the museum, they actually have the footprint of where one of the World Trade Center's buildings and their, um, their steel uh, pillars were. That's really like, cool. They were shaved off, and you can see where the actual pillars were 
right there, but you're down under the ground. That's super cool. You know, that's just how far down those pillars were built into the earth. Yeah. You know? So I thought that was really cool. Of all the landmarks that I've been to, it would probably be the uh, World Trade Center and the other uh, museum out there in New York. I could see that. See, that would probably be... That is a bucket list one for me. I like... I really like like history and I like I love museums because I love like reading about things and I like the interactive stuff so if something's not interactive I will not like St. Louis Arch again uh, that was texted in from the 602 that's an American landmark too I think oh yeah yeah it is I've just never been there yeah people say you need to get out more yes I know (laughs) I this job has made me very aware that I grew up very sheltered and unadventurous. Well, you're just a small town girl. <laughs> Living you know? in a lowly Yakima, world. Washington. You got to get out more. Yeah, but uh, Camel Nation, what was your favorite or maybe even your least favorite American landmark? What was kind of, you know, hyped and you went and visited it and it wasn't so great? You know, what was your favorite? Either way, what, text us at 2-2-1-0-8. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. What is your favorite U.S. landmark to visit? Or maybe what is your least favorite U.S. landmark to visit if it's on the other end of things? You know, if it just kind of was all hyped up, you showed up, you're like, oh, what is this? I drove all this way for this? It's happened, right? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would assume so. And a lot of the text coming in, Grand Canyon is kind of in that uh, that category. I have heard that. A lot of people are saying the Grand Canyon, not as amazing as uh, they thought it would be. I think if for the Grand Canyon to be as amazing as you would hope it is, you have to have a really big appreciation for vastness. Yeah. Like empty earth. You know what I mean? (laughs) You need to have a fascination with empty earth. Like just emptiness. You know, like there's nothing really there. (laughs) Sounds depressing to be fascinated by empty earth and emptiness. (laughs) Like no, there's no like te- like massive towers yeah. and houses and things. <laughs> it's just rock. Uh, according to this uh, little survey here, the Hollywood sign is the most hated American landmark to visit. Uh, just kind of lame. Seeing it from a distance, I guess, is probably why. Right? I can see that. Um, uh, the favorite on the flip side is the Arlington National Cemetery. That's number one. Ooh. All right. So that is according to this. Yeah. Cheyenne. Needs to get out more, we've learned. She has yet to visit any of these American uh, landmarks. You said you saw the Hollywood sign, <laughs> but from a distance. From a so, distance. I've yeah. been on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I have done that. Okay. But I didn't know that was considered a landmark. Yeah, Times Square. I've been there. I thought that was pretty cool, though. Going there at night. Uh-huh. Like, they have a rule or a law or something. Uh, those lights can't turn off at night. They got to be on 24-7. Oh, my. Yeah, so it is kind of cool going there at dark and all the flashy lights and billboards and stuff like that. Yeah, I could see how that would be really cool. Uh, my personal favorite was One World Trade Center in New York City. If you ever had the opportunity, definitely go. Uh, but what was your favorite? What was your least favorite? Texture coming in at 22108. And we did visit this one, Cheyenne, uh, the Bean in Chicago. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. There, there are texts on both sides. Some people are saying it's not great. Some people saying they loved it. Yeah, I mean, I thought, what did you think? I mean, it was reflective. I mean, it was kind of cool how reflective it was. Yeah. You know, you're taking a picture in front of it, and then the reflection in the bean is your backside and also the person taking your photo. See, I think that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. I also didn't know that that was considered a landmark. That's uh, cool. Text the 704. I loved visiting Pearl Harbor. I wish I would have done that. Text the 480. I visited Four Corners. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's uh, The cool. Four Corners, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, and Utah. That's cool. There's a point where you can just go stand. Yes. 
and you're at, a, at the corner of all four of those states. Um, Niagara Falls was amazing. Text the 602. I would like to visit Niagara Falls. That's over in Toronto, like New York, right? Yeah. Just to hear how loud, like the thunderous waterfall, that would be so cool. Uh, the space station, I mean, I've been up to the space station. I grew up at the Pacific Northwest. So did you, Cheyenne. <laughs> and you never ventured two hours west to go check out the space needle. Never. Uh, I've been up there. I mean, it's it's cool. You know, I mean, it's not as, I don't think, I think a lot of people have kind of really built up in their head. But they kind of updated the uh, space needle. They have like a glass floor now. Ew. And, and all that. Gross. That sounds terrible. <laughs> No part of that sounds exciting. You'll be safe. You're fine, Cheyenne. Yeah, until you're not. <laughs> well, nobody's fallen through the glass yet, so something tells me you'll be okay. There's always that yeah. one, though, <laughs> yeah, and right. that's not going to be me. Thanks for listening to Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.